Welcome to Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show. I am joined today by Dana Malstaff, and I'm super excited to have her here to share some insights from Social Media Marketing World. Hi. So we are here at Social Media Marketing World 2020. Mm-hmm. How many years have you attended this event? Uh, let's see. I was on a panel about podcasting two years ago, then last year spoke, and then this was my second year speaking, three years coming. Okay, yes. And you were also on the live stage. I was, yeah. Sunny interviewed me about community. So community. I know um, that's something that you are very familiar with. Yeah. Um, So one of the questions that I've been asking here is, what do you think of the future of social and what we will see going forward? Mm -hmm. And I know you have some ideas and opinions around community and the future. Yeah. Well, I definitely think for the last 10 years, there's been a huge trend of content, training content. You make content consistently. You put consistent content out. And that's what you do. You train, you teach, you train, you teach, you train, you teach. If as long as you do that really well, people will love you, buy from you. And I think we're moving into definitely to an era of community on social media. I mean, at the Super Bowl, Facebook had an ad they put in the Super Bowl about Facebook groups. They're putting a lot into that because what they're seeing is that people aren't just engaging in what is being posted. They're having conversations with each other in these groups. And oh my gosh, I was on stage speaking and afterwards a woman came up and she's like, okay, so I have this group and it's for people who lost their horse. I was like, I, how is that a thing? And she's like, we've got like 20,000 people in this group and it's for people who've lost their horse. Somebody else came up and she's like, I'm a veterinarian and I have this thing for veterinarians who want to be marketers. Someone else said, I'm an occupational therapy and I have somebody from occupational therapy that are trying to build a business. And what we are finding is that communities are, that are trying, that are emerging of people that are, are want to find other people like them and groups are allowing them to do this. So what I really think the future of social media is, is that we all move around so much now Right. And we're all on our phones so much, but we move around so much that we're not we aren't with our families as much. We're not our best friends from five years ago aren't living in the same place. We are dealing with in a world where we're constantly moving to different apartments or different houses. And so we don't have the same circles all the time. And we're feeling exceptionally lonely. We feel like we end up being forced to hang around people that don't get us. So we feel like we make bad decisions. Except when you come here. Yeah. And then you come to places where everybody thinks the way you do and believes the way you do. And you go, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm totally normal. And I think that is what people are yearning for. And when we talk about the future of social media, the, the, the companies, the brands, the personal brands that find a way to have, to help people feel like they're one, not crazy. We found a place they belong. We give them permission for being who they are right now. Cause you found other people who are just as broken as you are. We're all awesome together. Right. Right. And we make them feel like we actually give a crap about what they have to say. And that's one of the beauties that I think of why Facebook is putting so much effort into groups is because it is a way like on pages and posts, people People can comment, but outside of you, you're always the initiator of the conversation. But in groups, I could go away for a month, and if I build the group the right way, everybody else is having conversations because of me, but they accredit those relationships to me. So as a leader, it's one of the best places to be from a brand standpoint. But it's also a place where people can find their friends. You know, they can save their marriage or they can talk about not wanting to be married. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can find out about like how to do different parenting and different tactics. They can build businesses. They can quit jobs. And it's these amazing spaces. So I think really like when we talk about conversations and engagement, that's fine. 
But I think the future of social media is helping people to find their tiny, tiny, tiny groups of other people that get them and those people becoming tight-knit groups virtually. And it, we're going to have much more virtual dating from the perspective oh, yeah. of people just finding friends, colleagues, you know, all the all the things in these spaces and the plate and I think the brands that really understand how that functions and create those super niche groups are the ones that are going to end up winning out getting those loyal followers and loyal community members right <clears throat> so there's a few things that you said there that I, I love and obviously we hear a lot of the same information over and over again mm -hmm. so relationships right it's all about building those relationships online mm -hmm. um, but then also the you know the riches are in the niches mm -hmm. and what you're talking about there with like the communities that you know the community for people that have lost their horse I mean that's a super niche yes. community yeah where I mean how many people are in that group but when you think about it it's like Anybody that's a horse owner at some point is potentially going to go through that. I mean, mm -hmm. horses have a lifespan of what, like 20, 25 years, I think. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm not in it, so I don't right. know. But the people that are in it know, and you want to be with the people who get it. Yeah, 100%. You know? I feel that way about marathon runners. I look at marathon runners, and I think they're insane. Right, Like I, I joke that yeah. when I get the urge to exercise, I lay down until it passes. <laughs> Which is an Oscar Wilde quote, I think. But... <laughs> You know what I mean? But the but that's the thing. It. The the people that love marathons, they want to hang out with people who want to get up at five. I want to hang out with people that want to go see like a Star Wars movie and then go home for four hours and watch all the YouTube videos dissecting the Star Wars movie. And then I want to watch the Honest trailer. And then I want to watch the, the pitch meeting. <laughs> right? It's like a whole evening. Yeah. yeah. And people look at me who think that's totally Insane. weird. People think yeah. that me having a job and, and, pro at, and working at home but sending my kids to school is crazy. But then there are other people who think that's completely normal and think it's brave, you know? Yep. Yeah. And I, I think one of the ways, too, we the, the future of social media that has been so content push, you know, for a long time, I think is going to move towards question-based. Mm -hmm. So part of in the Boss Mom group, why we get so much engagement is because we tell people to treat Facebook and social media like a focus group. Like back in the day, someone would pay you a bunch of money. And you would go and you would taste different tequilas or you would try out a product, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was always pissed because they'd never pick me. Like I was t I'd take the survey what, what and nobody would ever what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm just average enough that nobody cared. But I, I you know that you, you don't edgy now you have social media to do that. You can literally go out and people will self select themselves into spaces and answer questions for free about who they are, what they want, what their problems are, what they care about. And it's this amazing space. So I think more of social media that becomes question-based because I think that posts in any social media is the icebreaker, is the gateway drug. The real relationships happen in the comments. And I think the people that understand that will start asking simpler questions to create engagement. And, right, and it's, and it's the comments between mm -hmm. members of that community, not necessarily you as the host. Oh, yeah. It's the... Yeah, I say it's don't be a common... like don't yeah don't be a dictator of your group, be a facilitator right. of yep. your of your group. So I would love to hear more about how you started that group and how you grew it to the the size numbers that you have today. And feel free to you know we can link to your group if yeah. people want to go join it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I quit my job back in 2013, maybe something like that, and it was New Year's 2012. It was New Year's. Everybody took me out and got me wasted. Mm -hmm. And I got pregnant. Oh, 
that that night. Congratulations. It's a whole thing. It was my husband. It was right. okay. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. But we'd been trying to get pregnant. We couldn't because I was working 14-hour days, yeah. you know, director level, had employees, traveling all the time. Yeah. So apparently I quit and my body was like, oh, all right. This now is the We should probably have some babies. <laughs> So I, I joke that I was a, a, like became a boss and a mom in the same 24 hours. Right. Uh, and, but I found that I was isolated. Like all my in-laws and everybody was like, go and get a job. Nobody knows you're pregnant yet. Yep. Go get a job. And I was I like, I quit feeling. my job because I, mean, I, I don't. Pregnant, but yeah, I I'm like, I don't, I don't want a job. I want to be a consultant. I want to, I want to be able to go. I want a vacation in a month. And then, well, then I will just get $10,000 somewhere, right? Someone's got money they want to give me. So I was very scared, very isolated, very lonely. I cried a lot. And I started to feel like maybe I wasn't a smart person or a good business owner or a good parent. And we moved back out to California where I'm originally from to be closer to my parents. And I started going to these meetups. And there was a ton of women who had babies and they had businesses. And there were all sorts of people like me that were doing the exact same thing. And all of a sudden I started to realize that it wasn't me. I was just with the wrong people in the wrong places talking about the wrong things. Yep. So from there, I actually met up with um, uh, Azul Tronis, who helped Pat Flynn write his book. Okay. Although he helped me write mine first. Awesome. (laughs) And we met up, we were in a mastermind together and he's like, if you want to write a book, I thought I was going to write a book about content strategy, ended up brainstorming it out. It became boss mom. We went out to the community and asked them, what should we name it? I wanted to name it something super clever, which nobody got. And so we named it boss mom instead. And we just allowed everybody in other people's communities to vote on what they wanted and it, and we saw that people were going, I want this book. What do you mean? I, I, I don't want to feel bad about wanting to stay up after my kids go to sleep and get work done. Yep. I don't want to feel bad about wanting to be able to make enough money to send my kid to daycare. Like, I don't want to feel bad about that. And I was like, you were in the right place, honey. Like, four hours of my kid's day is just about the right amount, <laughs> you know? And so we started Boss Mom as the group. It started growing rapidly. And the, and the reason it grew rapidly and organically is for what we were talking about before. I didn't try to push me and my information on other people. I tried to facilitate conversations and ask questions. And people started to also ask questions. And this amazing thing happened where, one, people just started joining and getting excited. And there was, like, automatic engagement happening. And every hundred people, we would celebrate with a dance party. We'd do a live. And we would all get together and we would dance. It's harder now because now if you do 13 seconds of a song... They're like, oh, you can't right. play this yeah, anymore. But, but yeah. before they put that rule on, we'd turn on. Everybody would vote on the song. I know, right? Played music for you. Yeah. And, give you the right and so that. every hundred, we do a dance party, you know, and we did this video with everybody submitting video. So there was a celebration together of growth. Like it wasn't me and my business or right. me and it my community. It was us. Yeah. It was always an us. And people loved that. And the, it got so much engagement that Facebook started telling people about it. And then from there, we get about a. A hundred people a day asking to join the group, about 80 of them are from Facebook organically feeding us into their feed for free. So we don't do nice. ads. And all, and 60% of those people join my email list because we ask them right when they join. Right. And all, so it's this beautiful cycle. So then, and then I can sell things and do things and we have this loyal following from it, which is amazing. And yeah, I mean, my, I've gone through a divorce in that group. I've had my dad died, you know, while I was in that group three weeks before I had my big event. And we've had women who have lost people and gained, you know, had a ton of babies and started businesses and quit businesses and pivoted and all those things. And the whole group has always been there to support, but also to help, you know, be that think tank for everybody. And it's, it's amazing. That is amazing. So now I'm questioning, can you be a part of the group if you're not a mother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that. we, we actually get that question a lot. So we get, somebody will say, we, there's some men in this group. 
And I'm like, well, any guy who wants to join the group that we think is legit, I reach out and I say, what are your intentions with my group? Right, because you never know. <laughs> if I, mean, I let you marry my group, what are you going to right. – do you have a home you guys can live in? <laughs> is it going to settle down? You know, can you take care of her? And, yeah, so we – but we have some guys in the group because their wives are there. And so anybody that, you know – or we have people that wish they had kids or could want to have kids in the future or couldn't have kids. You know, and so we give people every once in a while that they're like, well, this needs to be a safe place. And if you're not a mom, you don't understand. And I'd say, well, that's – not a fair statement. Right. Like, it's just, they might not know everything, but if you gain from this group, then you should be allowed to be in it. And if you're a mom, but you're a jerk face and you don't treat the group like it should, we'll kick you out. I'll kick right. anybody out. Right. But yep. people who engage and are good people who use it for the use that it's there for get to stay no matter what. So we are, we are boss moms, but we're not discriminating in, in that sense. We okay. discriminate against jerk faces. Well, I, as who they, want to use our community. Yeah, and that, as they should be, right? <laughs> well, that's one of the I things mean, I tell people. Wants, nobody wants jerk faces. Well, and I and I think when we talk about the future of social media, I think the brands that win are the brands that fiercely protect their people. Right. We protect our people. We yep. are positive. We are collaborative. Um, we believe that everybody can have really vibrant businesses. And we understand the boundaries that we want people to live in, right? So it's not a free-for-all. It's like with kids. Kids have more freedom when you give them the boundaries mm-hmm. they can live in. If yep. you give them total freedom, then it's anarchy and chaos. So I love that it sounds like you live in a space of abundance and yeah. that there's more than enough for everyone in the group mm-hmm. and it's a place of building each other up mm-hmm. versus a lot of times you get communities that sometimes you get the people in the group that are like, I'm just all about me and sell, sell, sell. And it sounds like yeah. your space is not that, which is fabulous. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I was talking about when I was on stage today is I told them, I said, look, I hear all the time. I don't want people to promote. I don't want people to, you know, all those kinds of things. But what we do, so every Monday we have an like engagement Monday, right? And I tell people it's an ask post. I'm always asking them to take action with me in some way. Mm-hmm. But what we do is within that post, we say, look, hey, let's follow each other on Instagram today. Here's my Instagram thing follow me and then everybody posts their own and follow two to three people that resonate with you right what it does is it primes the algorithm so everybody becomes more popular because everybody's engaging which facebook it's helpful to everybody yep and people are actually finding each other I gain a ton of you know new followers or people didn't know. So if I have a client with a book coming out or I have a new opt-in or I have something, but say I have a new opt-in, go get our new opt-in. But everybody else who has an opt-in, go down there and see if there's anything that interests you. So we are creating space for other people to be visible as well. We gain because my post stays relevant for much longer, yep. but other people actually get visibility spaces where they don't get like influencer marketing is a real thing and I should use my influence for good. And part of that influence is, is that it's way easier for me to be visible than it is for other people. I can go and send out one email and get 500 people signed up for a webinar and they could do everything humanly possible and get 10 people. If I can help those people be more visible, then the ones that are good at their job win. And the ones that aren't that great at their job, it just won't work, right? So it, yep. like I feel like I, social media is a space where we get to help perpetuate success and when we are close vested with our, our knowledge and our proprietary stuff and all those things and like it's my space, it's my stuff, I think you lose that opportunity to be influential and impactful in a really important way. Like that one person who all they want to do is quit their job and be home because, you know, because their husband is in the military and they're a single parent for six months out of the year. You know, like you, I think if we all recognize that we're human beings and that we all have things going on in our lives and baggage that's happening, I think we'd all be really nice to each other. 
A little nicer. Right? Just a little right. nicer to each other. It, it, it is not that hard to do. It's it not. really isn't. It is not. No. Um, so something you said there, I it's something that I love, and that is the fact that, um, well, a few things you said there, but one of the things that I love is being able to share tips, tools, resources, whatever it is with people that, you know, a lot of times people will say like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't share that. You should protect that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, why, why wouldn't I give that away? Like, why wouldn't I want to give somebody else a leg up? It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that they're going to be like, they're going to take over and take all my business from me. And it Mm -hmm. goes back to that mindset of abundance versus, you know, Mm -hmm. having to keep everything to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I love that idea. Well, and the 2% of people that are actually going to run with that tip and it's going to turn into something super successful for them are still going to credit with you with having been abundant with your information. Right. Then the 98% that take that tip think it's great, but don't do anything with it. Yep. A percentage of those people are going to go, well, I need more of you because that was a great tip. And I just, it was my fault. I didn't implement it, you know? Right. And some people are going to move on to somebody else. Yep. But yeah, I think the, the natural progression, if you are... And it's not even being abundant just with, like, the knowledge you have. It's being abundant with your acceptance of people, your people, right? right? And acceptance and connection of that peop- that you have the ability to connect people. Like, you have the ability to introduce me to your audience, and I have the yep. ability to introduce you to my audience. And we, we have this, like, this really powerful space that I think that if we all just connected more and helped each other more then we we wouldn't have to sit around and, and say like organic traffic is dead like the only thing that's that's dying with organic is if we're not connecting with each other like facebook rewards all the algorithms but like rewards people who connect with other people right it's just the way yep. it works so i i want to ask this question if you were to be starting from scratch day mm-hmm. one and you had to do it all over again what is the number one thing that you would recommend to mm-hmm. somebody? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you would say, you know, start with the Facebook group. But what would you do to... I wouldn't. You I wouldn't. wouldn't. Okay. No, I think people should become micro-famous in somebody else's community before you start your own. Okay. So what I would recommend is you go into somebody else's community. And if you don't know which community you'd go into, then you go into four or five based on keyword searches that fit your audience. You spend two weeks... The first week, you're just lurking and commenting on other people's posts. The second week, you post a couple uh, market research kind of questions. You will see which ones resonate with you the most. You pop out of the ones that don't. You keep the one or two that do. And you start regularly connecting in somebody else's community until people start tagging you. Like, oh, you need Mary. Like, oh, yeah, you need Sam. Like, oh, yeah, you need Dana, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. That's when you know you have enough cloud in one space to start your own group, and people will naturally start to go over there. Like, you, you want to be micro-famous in somebody else's space. Otherwise, right. you'll feel really sad and lonely that nobody. And the only alternative to that is if you have an authority platform, like you have a podcast or you have a blog with an email list already or a, you know, or a YouTube channel where you can tell people about it, then you can bypass doing something like that. But, yeah, I would go be known somewhere else, get some clout there, and then start your own thing. And when I started, one of the biggest things is stop trying to be – like, people think that being a multitasker – do all things, wear a million hats, entrepreneur is like a badge of honor. Stop doing that. Yes. Like stop, do the thing you're really good at. Find other people, barter if you have to give your services to somebody, take their services, but find the people that are good at what they do because 
you know, I mean, if, yeah, if you are trying to start a business as a relationship coach, you're not a good salesperson. You don't know marketing. You don't know those things. You don't know tech. Stop trying to do all that stuff by yourself. Like you're going to make way more money and have way more success on social media if you start to find your voice and ask questions, but let, let other people help you sooner rather than later. I I agree wholeheartedly. I know back when I started my business, I, I did it all. Mm-hmm. I did it all, and I and you kind dro- of proudly were yeah, like, "Yeah, but it also I'm doing drove it. myself. I drove myself crazy. Yeah, I would spend hours on something that, and my my thing is bookkeeping, accounting, anything financial related, and I would spend hours. And then I finally, I was like, "Okay, this is stupid. You have to hire this out." And once I did, it was such a oh, relief. Yeah. Oh yeah, I God. knew Photoshop, so I could do design work and stuff. Right. I knew it good enough to do it, not well enough to do it fast. Right. And the and I'm good at selling, so the amount of time I wasted where I could have been on the phone yeah, talking to people, what I enjoyed, yeah. I'd be staying up, you know, moving it a quarter inch that way, which helped nobody, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, so just yeah. get to what you're good at and, yep. like, let other people pay. Like, the more we pay each other, the more the economy runs. Yes. Help the economy. I agree. <laughs> This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, Is there any last words of advice you would give? Hug somebody today. I think that. I I think just my every day I try to compliment one person randomly. Tell them they have nice shoes or beautiful earrings or you love their hair or they've got a great smile or anything. Like I feel like people aren't loved enough. We're surrounded by people that love us, but don't tell us too often. Our kids, our spouses, our parents are, you know, everybody. And we're probably the same with them. I think if we all just woke up one day and said every single day, I'm going to compliment somebody for no other reason than they need to know somebody cares about something. uh, I feel like we would all be happier. There'd be a lot less car accidents. I love that. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and close this. And when we do, we're going to hug. So we're going to hug it out. Hugging it out. (laughs) Thank you. Well, that was a fabulous interview with Dana Malstaff. I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And be sure to subscribe on all the socials so as not to miss out on our latest episodes. You can find us at Socially Powered, where we'll be sharing tips, tricks, and the latest episodes on all things social, crypto, and blockchain related. Thanks and have a great day.